the Watchdog on Wall Street podcast, explaining the news coming out of the complex worlds of finance, economics, and politics, and the impact it will have on everyday Americans. Author, investment banker, consumer advocate, analyst, and trader, Chris Markowski. All right, welcome, everybody. Um, Did I watch the State of the Union? No. No. Um, I, I, I stopped watching the State of the Union addresses long time ago. Learned my lesson. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't like the dog and pony shows. I don't like them. It just everything that it surrounds it makes my skin crawl. From the the um, the politicians that get there, uh, like like they're showing up to a Taylor Swift concert trying to get tickets early, uh, so they can be caught on camera when all of the uh, the president and the dignitaries walk in, like George Santos. George Santos made sure he was there really, really early so he could be in that aisle so the cameras can get him when he was walking through. It just, again, everything that just makes me want to throw up in my mouth kind of comes together in the State of the Union. It is a, a dog and pony show. It's a dog and pony show uh, is what it is. Um, more often than not, it is a collection of either very bad or uh, dead-on-arrival ideas, things that are not going to happen. Um, yeah, I'll give you a story. Again, I've told a story before. I know on the radio show. I don't know about the podcast. Um, I learned a lot. Everything I, everything I really needed to learn about politics, I learned in the sixth grade. Uh, Mr. Lawrence's uh, social studies civics class um, every uh, semester, we would have class elections where you had to, you know, class would vote on a president, vice president, treasurer, a myriad of things. And we had to come up with our own campaign posters and our platform and whatever it may be. Um, I won one, sem- one semester, but, but the first time I ran, I lost. I lost. I lost to um, a uh, cute, uh, it was a cute girl in my, my sixth grade class. Um, but she, um, her campaign, what she was, um, you know, what she was using was part of her platform was that, um, the class, uh, we as a class should go to Disney world, uh, over spring break as a trip as class. I had nothing there. I, 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 I was, you know, more about having, a, you know, a picnic with a softball game, co-ed and all that, playing against the teachers. One Disney World. Eh, what are you going to do? Uh, so I, I lost. Um, and again, I um, just want to remind everybody, I grew up in upstate New York and went to a public school. There wasn't a shot in hell we were going to Disney World. Didn't make any difference, did it? <laughs> again, You'll learn a lot. Learn a lot about politics back in sixth grade. Anyway, I, I was doing um, doing some searches. I didn't go do the chat GPT thing yet or the, you know, the new Bing, the new Bing search engine. But um, I looked around. I was, you know, trying to find, you know, an article or a column, which was a collection, collection of the stupid ideas that were thrown some of the shit that's been thrown on the wall over the years at state of the union addresses and you know i could find it about you know certain speeches here and there um there was one that obama gave in 2009 and you you take a look at the promises that he was making in regards to all of his green initiatives just 
patently absurd crap. I mean, I don't know, be off fossil fuels by 2035. I just one dumb thing after another. I remember George W. Bush. I oh, had that, 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 that speech, which was, uh, you know, great. Do you remember his axis of evil speech? Er, his axis of evil. In North Korea, Iran, and Iraq. Hmm. Hey, uh, George, this, that speech was in 2002. You do realize that uh, the, the planes that were crashing into our buildings and killing our people, they were flown by Saudis, my friend. No, no, no. I don't want that. Oh, we, were, we were too busy trying to, trying to take out Saddam. Anyway, anyway. And, oh, remember some of that stuff that, that Bush used to put out there as well? I just can't remember the, uh, the algae and switchgrass uh, energy that he was going to come up with magic yeah they, they they throw a lot out there and it's not gonna stick i mean i, I was listening to um and again don't did i didn't did i watch a speech no uh it's it's much more quicker to uh kind of skim and barouge what was said and saying you know ideas that are not gonna fly okay guys you you donkeys you donkeys pit, pitched a a a a um a wealth tax and elizabeth warren got that ball rolling and you couldn't get it through and i gotta listen to that schmuck jared bernstein this morning on cnbc well you know it's the one thing in washington is that you'll find a way you're not getting your freaking wealth tax man it's not happening i mean maybe i mean if you get a you know you win the next election and you get a ton a far left wingers in there, you might get it, but you know, they're going to be a mass exodus. You want to talk about all the passports that are going to be turned in at American embassies around the globe? How about it? How about it? I, again, I don't think they want it. The, the, the entire concept behind it is so stupid. Oh, well, you know, it's kind of like prepaying, kind of like prepaying your capital gains tax. But then, oh, the stock goes down next year. Well, then we'll give you a credit. Honestly, can, can you make the tax code any more complicated? Could you? Anyway, this is a Wall Street Journal today. President Biden used his State of the Union address to try to sell Americans on his economic agenda and called for renewed bipartisanship. But his appeals for unity were punctuated by Republican lawmakers' loud objections to his remarks. Um, again, I, I don't, I'll be quite honest with you, I, I don't like any of that either. I, I, I really don't. You know, you, you see, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene, you see her standing up, pointing her finger, looking like she's gone psycho or she's at a college, an SEC college football game. Um, you're in Congress. Is this how you behave? I'm sorry. I mean, I, I don't, I don't agree with that type of conduct. I, I, I really don't, you know, it's just, sorry. I mean, you probably have some people disagree with me, not the time or the place. Um, sometimes you got to rise above these things. You want to come on after the fact, you get your, your people and you get yourself in front of cameras and you want to you know, rip apart and take apart what the, uh, the president had proposed. Do it that way. You know, write, write an op-ed for the New York Times, Wall Street Journal. Um, go on programs. I, I get that. But, but jumping up and down and, and 
raving like a lunatic is it's obscene. It's obscene. I'm I'm a, I'm a Yankee fan. I, I go to Yankee Red Sox games. I haven't been to one in a while, but uh, like I said, I'm not booing. Okay, yeah. Do do I cheer my team on? Yeah, but I stupid. I anyway, anyway, president sought to explain to the public how they stand to benefit from the trillions of dollars in spending. Mr. Biden helped shepherd through Congress, including a wide range in infrastructure bill, climate, health care, prescription drug tax package, and a measure to boost U.S. semiconductor manufacturing. He argued that his policies have helped the U.S. economy recover from COVID-19. And again, um, you can't say that he didn't get stuff Done. You may not agree with the stuff. I don't agree with a lot of the things that he put through. But Democrats, um, you know, they, they get things done when it comes to legislation and their policies. Uh, Republicans can't get out of their own way. OK, we got the, you know, the Trump tax cuts. Uh, got that, you know, which, again, was a step in the right direction. Uh, repeal and replace Obamacare. No. It just, they they can't get out of their own way. They can't. Every single time. And you get the, even when you have the majority, you have Congress, you screw it up. You screw it up. Whether it be when when George W. Bush first came in or when he was reelected in 2004, they couldn't get a damn thing done. They always fighting so damn. Fight and damn, we were, we're busy doing that. That was great. Um, again, you're going to see you're going to see the, the the polls out there. What did you think of the State of the Union? What did the American people think? Seventy two percent of the people approved of his speech. Um, if everything is going so swimmingly in this country, uh, Biden's approval ratings wouldn't be at forty three percent. It's just that simple. Seventy two percent approve of his speech. Yeah. You know, in the same way that um, more of my my classmates back in sixth grade uh, approved of, um, uh, well, you know, uh, my competitors, their her platform, they they did. She won. Damn, is any of these things going to go through? Um, this uh, speech will be forgotten in three, two, one. Yeah, it'll be gone. It'll be gone. It, it, again, this is made-for-TV type stuff. Um, it, it allows for the, the 24-hour networks to you know talk a lot. It allows for talk radio shows out there to, to you know talk, gives them material is what it does. You know, the, the, original, the first day of the Union, uh, Thomas Jefferson, he, um, he, I guess he had stage fright. He just, you know, it was... Written and he he dropped it off at Congress. It's all all we really needed, right? You know, Biden could have just hey, here you go, okay, here you go. But no, 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 no. We got to have a show, and all of, they all do it. You know, I mean, why was Bono there? I can't even remember. Bono was there. Um, yeah, Trump. I remember having Rush Limbaugh there. I remember with George W. Bush. Uh, had Karzai, remember Karzai from Afghanistan? Oh, he looks so distinguished in his Afghani clothes. He was a freaking idiot and a crook for crying out loud. Come on, man. Come on, people. 
again, again, at some point in time, some point in time, you got to see the matrix. Okay. You got to see the world for what it is. Anyway, Jerome Powell, he was beat yesterday. And after his speech, the markets, it was risk on. Markets went up. Um, you know, saying that the labor market, uh, uh, you know, is, is still tight and it's going to take longer to bring it down. But again, I, you've got guys that are left of center economic journalists that are coming over to my side. Okay. You got Steve Leisman over at CNBC, you know, begging the question yesterday, uh, maybe the Fed can't do anything about wage inflation. No shit, man. No shit, Sherlock. They can't. Well, maybe they're doing the wrong thing. Gee, holy shnikes. Steve, I, I know you got to hang out with these people, but um, you can you know, sign up for my podcast, uh, my website, or uh, uh, you know, iTunes or whatever it may be. We've gone over this already. Um, as far as uh, lending standards are concerned, we're already starting to see uh, tighter credit. Uh, tighter credit was going to drive slower spending, reduction of risk. Um, you've got right now banks assessing the probability of a recession between 40 to 80 uh, percent um, over the next 12 months. No bank reports a probability less than 20 percent. Now, again, um, based upon the, the Dodd-Frank rules and you know reserves against loan losses, um, they're going to do this. Um, no one wants this. No, no one wants, you know, the a bad situation to come out and to say, hey, we didn't get it right. No big deal. I mean, they'll be fine. OK, this is again, these are banks because a large part of their business is CYA. Cover your ass. Cover your ass. That's that's what they're doing right now. So, again, um, this points to, again, money coming out, um, not going to businesses slowing of the economy. Well, look at that. We talked about this here on the program. I've cracked jokes about it. You know, I was thinking about it. One of my, remember, uh, great cartoons back in the day. Cartoons were cartoons. Um, Looney Tunes. Remember Foghorn, Leghorn? I'll say, I'll say, boy. Well, again, Jerome Powell uh, went out and hired Foghorn, Leghorn, uh, to go out and deal with the avian flu and direct all the chickens out there. I say, I say, boy, you better put that mask on. Yes, well, the avian flu is winding down. It's winding down. I mean, they, they still killed like, how many? 50. What are the numbers here? Holy shnikey. They killed off a lot of chickens. Um, anyway, anyway, the, the prices of eggs are, are, are starting to come down. How about that? That's great. Like I said, I, I eat a lot of eggs. Um, been dealing with it. It's going to take a little time to obviously work its way into the uh, various different retailers out there, but it's, um, it's coming down. It's coming down. Um, yeah, millions of birds. Yeah, wait, here it is. Here it is. Highly pathogenic avian influenza. Killed 58 million birds. That, the prior record was 50 million birds back in uh, 2015. That's a lot of chickens. Okay. Um, Zoom. Uh, I, I had a Zoom call this morning. 
I utilize Zoom. I get invited to Zoom. I don't pay for it. I use it. Um, I mean, certain businesses obviously have enterprise and they paying for it because they use it. But I'm usually participating when somebody's trying to pitch me something or, or explain something, whatever it may be. But uh, Zoom announced plans to cut about 1,300 workers, 1,300 workers. That's a lot of workers. Think about it, right? 1,300 workers. That's 15% of its workforce. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, what were these people doing at Zoom? What were they doing at Zoom that was so important that, 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 that you needed to hire this many people and that you can let that many people go? I mean, it's a freaking website, man, where you can talk to one another over it. I mean, I, I would think that, you know, you get the code down to some degree. You obviously got to have people maintain it. I, I mean, the thing pretty much runs itself. Yeah, I, you know, I'm not saying it's the uh, rotisserie chicken thing, the set it and forget it. But I mean, come on already. What did you need all of these workers for? I, I'm, again, inquiring minds want to know. And I, again, I couldn't find anything in the uh, statement from the CEO. But man, man, the people that are getting laid off, um, 16, that's a bit. I mean, again, 16 weeks of salary and uh, health care coverage. Um, oh, the CEO, don't worry, he's going to lower his salary by 98%, and he's foregoing um, his bonus. He says, I am accountable for these mistakes and the actions we take today. I want to show accountability, not just in words, but in my own actions. I mean, yeah, you, you made a mistake you know, for shareholders. You wasted shareholder money is what you did. I mean, man, you had these people working here, making all sorts of money with really nothing to do. I mean, hey, it's a, again, it's like the it's like the Soprano no show jobs. Paulie Walnuts outside a place is sitting there with the uh, mirror trying to get a better tan. Anyway, um, I, I had to share this. Um, this is another big, fat, huge see. I told you so moment. Marijuana advocates told us that legalizing the drug would curb the black market. Yep. Advocates and, and experts, top men, you know, the smarty pants people, the people that know more than you, you and I, the ones that probably went to an Ivy League school and don't know shit. Yeah. Um, what's happened is exactly what we told you was going to happen. Um, the price of legal marijuana, government marijuana, the price of government marijuana is more expensive than black market marijuana. So, you know, you've been a long time pot smoker. You know, you live in, uh, you know, California and um, you've had your, your supplier dealer there for years and you know, pays attention to that law. Um, you're going to stop buying from that guy and spend more to go to the government dispensary? No. No. And that's um, 
exactly what happened. California voters in a 2016 approved ballot measure allowing the cultivation, sale, and possession of pot for recreational use. Marijuana is classified as a Schedule One drug under the Federal Controlled Substance Act, which means it has a high potential for abuse and is illegal to possess, manufacture, and sell under federal law. But Big Pot persuaded state lawmakers and voters in 21 states that the drug is no greater danger to public health than alcohol, and legalizing it for recreational use within their borders will boost jobs and tax revenue. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, California was part of this high taxes and regulation and made it harder for state licensed businesses to make money. Significantly higher prices in the state regulated market have led to a boom in the black market controlled by drug cartels, which has led to violence and water theft. Again, if go back maybe eight to 10 years when, uh, this was really starting to get cooking. We went over this. Yeah, this is, um, I don't know, it should be Econ 101 for crying out loud. It, it really is. Um, anyway, um, oh, Holman Jenkins. Holman Jenkins piece. We talked about the balloon yesterday. Do a little bit more here today. Um, you know, he, he, he said the same thing. I, I think it's ridiculous that we're not meeting um, with the Chinese after this balloon incident. I, I really do. I think that makes us look weak. I'm not going to talk to you anymore. I'm not going to go. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's funny. You know, you, these, the, I don't know, these, these diplomats, these people in Washington, they've got some sort of freaking, you know, protocol playbook that they have to go to. Wasn't that a movie with Gold? Yeah, Goldie Hawn, 1980s. The movie was, it was Protocol was the name of the movie. It's like, this is the rules that you have to, oh, well, then we're going to save face, can't do that. What are you talking about? Um, I think you want to keep the lines of communication open, especially after something like this. I mean, if I was a secretary, I said, I want to go read these guys a riot act a little bit. Give them a piece of my mind. Well, oh, what might make us look weak on the world states? Oh, shut the hell up. Anyway, um, Holman Jenkins makes a really interesting point. Wasn't too long ago where we had, remember we had countless stories of UFOs all over the country. Oh, UFO sighting, blah, 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 and all these stories out there, Wall Street Journal, New York Times. Um, now, Holman seems to think that, uh, again, this is just the government trying to tell us that, you know, or distract us from the fact that got Chinese drones, balloons, all these things that, that are out and about, and they've been doing it for a while. Ken, you can't trust anything our government is telling you at any point in time. Just can't. Just can't. They, they, again, they've proven themselves to be liars again and again and again and again and again. Um, you know, again, think about this spy balloon thing, uh, which has gotten a lot of people's underwear in a bunch I get it. I get it. But all you people that are freaking out, let me ask you a question. Um, you call when that wasn't that long ago, say about 13 years ago, 12, 13 years ago. Remember when uh, we got caught? We got caught reading the emails and getting the search history of Angela Merkel and world leaders from all over the globe. Yeah, it was part of the whole Snowden release there. 
And yeah, we're all sorts of, this is what spies do is they spy. It's what they do. You don't think that we're doing the exact same thing? The exact same thing. Maybe not sending balloons over, but you don't think that we have our our tactics of trying to gather information? Are are you serious? And again, I'm not not saying that you shouldn't have shot this thing down. Okay, fine. Again, I would have done it a little bit earlier in its path, quite frankly, than after it went over the country. But anyway... I understand not doing it over the country because of the potential danger, but you could have done it ahead of time. Anyway, um, you actually, you know, you you think about this and, you know, what goes on and you're, you know, it's, it's the hypocrisy is, it knows no bounds. It knows no bounds. I mean, what do you, what do you think goes on at, you know, the, the, you know, I call it the, the uh, state department Greek system around the globe embassies. It's freaking spies, CIA's. We all, every country knows it. Never ever go by, go by, go by, go by the, the the Chinese embassy on the west side. It's right near the Intrepid, west side of Manhattan. I mean, camera. That place looks like a fortress. That looks like something out of a James Bond movie. Um, they were. Famous, uh, the Iraqi mission, Saddam, back when Saddam was in charge. See, they had uh, rooms where, you know, if you were against Saddam, they would pull you off the street, then you might not come out. Anyway, anyway, Spies, 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 a song by, uh, a good song by Coldplay. But anyway, um, yeah, let's move on. All right, let's let's talk a little bit about because again, this was part of the State of the Union, and some of the uh, just utterly ridiculous, stupid things that were said yesterday. Uh, one of which is that we are going to be off fossil fuels in ten years. Dude, I just shut up, man. Come on, uh, Michael Coley, you're insulting my intelligence. We're not going to be off fossil fuels in ten years. Are you nuts? Here's two stories. Okay, well here, here's, here's the first one. India, largest population on the planet. Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi projected that the country's gas demand would rise 500% due to the rapid pace of development, while its share of global oil demand would more than Double. Hmm. Yeah. Um, they, they, their share in global oil demand will increase from 5% to 11%, and then it's just going to continue to go up. So um, Greta, Greta and all Greta's followers out there, um, are, are you suggesting that we, um, you know, we tell India, you, you know, sorry, Sorry, you're not allowed to pull your country and, and certain people. You're not allowed to pull them out of poverty and, and increase the standard of living of all these people. Is that what you're saying? You think your flipping windmills are going to solve it? You think your solar panels are going to solve their energy issues? No. No. Again, it's all horse manure. Even had BP come out. 
announced that it's going to be revising its emission targets in order to produce more oil and gas to meet global demand. They aim to cut emissions by 35 to 40% by 2030. It's now targeting a 20 to 30% decrease. And again, all of this demand for energy, you would think that all sources would be doing really, really well. The Greenies dream of clean, except for millions of dead birds, energy from wind farms is dying in the face of poor economics. Even with all of the handouts and tax subsidies and bullshit that's thrown at it. The big players in constructing wind turbines are facing massive losses and write-downs and canceling big offshore wind projects. Brace yourself for demands for even more subsidies to the failing industry. Green Energy subsidiary German electrical equipment giant Siemens reported Thursday that it lost, I think we reported this last week, a a billion dollars in the last quarter. The German-based company, which dubs itself as the global leader in offshore power generation, noted the wind industry has faced various unfavorable pressures leading to negative growth in recent months and years. Negative pressures. Um, uh, what, what negative? They're, they're not telling, saying what it is. They're saying, they're saying, though, that the government has to further assist the industry to ensure positive future growth. Um, yeah, um, I'll tell you what the, the, the negative things is. It's, it's too expensive. It's not worth it. Doesn't work. You know, geez, you know it's like saying, you know, it's um, it's a real negative out there that um, you know I'm not able to defy gravity and fly. But um, you know, I don't. Know, maybe maybe the government can subsidize my efforts to fly, and uh, maybe it'll work out. I mean, again, you're insulting our intelligence. You wouldn't be in this business. You wouldn't be doing it unless there were government handouts. Do you, can you imagine what the losses were without the government handouts? It was a dumb idea from the get-go. But that's what we do. We, we double down, we triple down on dumb ideas. Anyway, and again, you think about it as well. You go back to Al Gore. He went on this ridiculous diatribe at, at the World Economic Forum. Um, he talks about how CO2 emissions have continued to climb. They show no sign of being affected by climate policy. Okay. Okay, I'll, I'm, I'm going to take your word on that. Um, haven't you been running this show for a long time? Haven't you allocated, you know, forced the allocation of trillions of dollars? And you're saying the trillions of dollars that have spent haven't done a darn thing. You see, my friend, um, Al, Al and all of you greenies out there, that is the definition of stupidity. Doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting a different result. Don't be stupid. Anyway, have a great day. Watchdog on wallstreet.com. Watchdog on wallstreet.com. We'll see you. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.